welcome back to the Tipsy Tailgate presented by Tipsy Tailgate Media. Um, we're bringing you guys an audio-only podcast today um, for a couple of reasons. The School of Calm and the studio that we are usually recording in. Uh, technical difficulties today, so we're going to be audio-only. Um, somebody was playing with the systems. Not happy about it. It's all right. Apologize you can't see our beautiful faces today. Yeah, we'll bounce back next week, though. We <coughs> promise. Um, but we've got some good stuff going on here. Uh, we wish the video worked because we have new merch as of this week, and we wanted to show it off. I'm wearing it. Uh, everyone in the house is wearing it right now. Yeah, maybe if we had audio, we'd be, uh, be able to show. I'm sorry, oh, video. Oh, we do have video. audio. Buddy. If we had video, <laughs> we'd be able to show all the nice new merch, but you could go check out the merch at uh, Tipsy Tailgate Media on Instagram. Yep, that's right. Um, definitely check check in there. And uh, without further ado, we're gonna get into this. So uh, let's start with the NFL Super Bowl tier, uh, Super Bowl bubble tier list. Um, I'll give I'll give mine as of right now. And and these top four aren't without. Actually, these top four are with order. Um, so my my number one tier for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going Chiefs one. So this is tier one. I'm going Chiefs, Cowboys. Bills, Eagles, in that order. Um, and then my Tier 2 is going to be the 49ers and the Bengals. I'm not out on the 49ers yet just because Brock if they can make the playoffs and Jimmy G comes back, this team's good enough to win, in my opinion, with um, a backup enough to get to a playoff game. Um, so I still think it's possible there. The Bengals are creeping up there to Tier 1, still in Tier 2 in my my mind. And then Tier 3, I have the Dolphins and the Bucks. Um, I'm not ready to write off the Bucks yet, but I know they've been winning close games. I don't think they are legit just watching these games. Brady looks um, like he's had enough of being in Tampa. His supporting cast um, isn't where he'd like it at. He's frustrated with... Multiple things you could tell um, on the field and off the field, and uh, he's disengaged, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, a little bit later. Um, and then Tier 4, I've got the Vikings and the Titans. I understand the Vikings have a great record and all. I think they're a first-round playoff bounce written all over them. Um, Titans, you know, great coaching. I don't think they're a good enough team. I think the squad is I don't think they have the talent to win the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Um, so those are my top uh, top four tiers for Super Bowl. What about you guys? Yeah, so for Tier 1, my number one team right now is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think that they have the perfect mix of everything for a Super Bowl contending team right now. Uh, Dak's playing great football since he returned from the injury. Uh, I believe they're the number one ranked offense in at least top three in yards and points since Since he's he's returned. So obviously their defense is great as well. Um, I think Quinn's going to be getting some some head coaching opportunities after this season, regardless of whether or not they make it to the Super Bowl. I just think he's done a great job with this defense. Uh, so, yeah, I have the Cowboys as my number one team. And then uh, another team I'd like to give some love. I'm, I'm only going to have two teams in Tier 1, believe it or not, because I don't think – I think the NFL this year is more uh, – has more depth to it rather than top-end, like, great teams, okay. bona fide Super Bowl teams. So the other team I'm going to go with is uh, the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they just lost to the Bengals. I think it's more the Bengals having their number I, I than the Chiefs not playing well. So, um, obviously, if they run into the Bengals, that'll be an issue for the Chiefs. But for my Tier 1, I'm going to go with the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Uh, tier 2, I'm going to go with the Eagles um, in Tier 2. I'm just, again, uh, the, to me, there's a huge win beating the Titans last week. Uh, that really showed a lot to Smoking me. Smoking them. But 
I just think there's something missing. There's something missing. I think it might be lack of experience they for me. Him, they beat him by 25. Listen, so like I, I understand that. I just I don't believe in them, and I think I'm going to be proven right as time goes on. Uh, and then the Eagles, obviously, I have a tier two. Uh, the Niners are also tier two for me. I want to have them in tier one, as I've been saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl all year. But the Jimmy G injury is just – I understand Purdy went in and played well, but everyone acting like it's likely that the Niners will still win the Super Bowl with Purdy, I think it's a little ridiculous. I don't know why it's a national story that Brock Purdy's going to lead this team to the Super Bowl. We've seen it all week. He came in relief. You and I were talking about it. Like, why is ESPN and FS1 – why is this a discussion right now? Yeah, they were already talking about how if he goes and wins the Super Bowl – he uh, what he did is more special than what Brady did. Like, which is like, he, why is he, this a conversation? He won one relief game, and you're already writing him into being a Super Bowl. It makes champion. no sense. You're crazy. It makes no sense. So I have the Niners uh, in tier two. Uh, Bengals also in tier two. I wanted to put them in tier one, but I, I think that tier one's meant for like the elite of the elite. So I I, I put the Bengals in tier two. I'm also going to put the Vikings in tier two. Um even though I kind of want to put them in Tier 3, but their record just, it's insane, regardless of whether or not you think that they should have that record, so I'm going to have them in in Tier 2. Tier 3, I'm actually going to have the Buffalo Bills. I don't believe in them right now. I think think Allen's got something going on. There's just something going on with that team. I'm not a huge believer in them. And I'm going to have the Dolphins in there as well in Tier 3. And then I'll throw the Titans and Ravens in there too. So those those are my tiers. I hate the Ravens, respectfully. I yeah, I do. They just disapp- like <clears throat> that offense. I, is oh, just I forgot. Such I forgot dark. my tier four. My bad. Uh, I'm gonna put someone in tier four. I guess I'll throw in the Bucks and maybe the Giants. I know Saquon just got hurt, but if he gets back, who knows? Just to give them some love. Oh wait, Saquon got four. hurt. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh jeez, has he been hurt before? He has. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Aiden, it makes <laughs> sense to not resign him if he isn't the fucking franchise. So, <laughs> but. I mean, he's the only reason that they're seven four. What do you got, Sal? Um, I didn't actually make a tier list because you didn't give me enough time to prepare. <laughs> With that being said, I got the Cowboys in tier one, Chiefs also in tier one. Um, tier two, I'm gonna throw in the Eagles. I'm not putting them in tier one. And <clears throat> not, honestly, before the before Jimmy G was was not injured, I would have had him in tier two as well. But now really? Yeah. Even with Jimmy G, you would have had them in tier two. Yeah. Yeah. And not and not tier one. Uh, but now I'm just gonna move them into tier three, and then yeah, like for for tier three also, like I guess like the Vikings. I just don't. I think they're fraudulent. And I'm I'm with you on the on the Bills too, Ben. I don't really, you know, there's if you're not missing. beating the Jets in the regular season, there's no way you're winning the Super Bowl. I agree. Um. So uh, that's something to monitor, and we'll touch back on the NFL in a second here. But we want to talk about the MLB. Um, I've been getting cravings of talking about baseball. It's been a while. You're itching? Yeah, it's been like a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've got MLB offseason now in full swing. Um, here are some of the most notable signings so far. We've got Judge back to the Yankees, Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals, Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox, Tywin Walker to the Phillies, Brandon Nimmo back to the Mets, uh, Matasaka Yoshida to the Red Sox, um, Cody Bellinger to the Cubs, Trey Turner to the Phillies, DeGrom to the Texans, uh, Jose Abreu to the Astros, and then we're going to touch on each of our favorite signings uh, thus far. Um, You said Verlander, right? Yeah. uh, No, I said DeGrom. Wow. You've got Verlander, right? Yeah. 
no love for Verlander. Kind of fucked up. No, 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 because I'm letting you talk about it. Oh, him. okay, word. Thank so you. Go, you. Go ahead, buddy. Um, <clears throat> I guess I could, you know, do two and one, talk about Verlander and DeGrom, because I do like how we got the Mets got Verlander, but I hate to see DeGrom go. He's, like, my favorite baseball player of all time. Honestly, favorite Met of all time as well. He's, like, the best pitcher I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, guy doesn't stay healthy, and I think that's what it comes down to. You can't be making... Forty million a year, or whatever you're making right now for the for the for the te- for um, the Texas Rangers, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my take on it. Um, uh, Ben, do you want to go on your favorite, which is Sander Bogarts, or least favorite? What's my least favorite? To be honest, <laughs> Sander Bogarts to the to wait. The I kind of had a blank right there, and I wanted to talk about Verlander too, because yeah. I don't think I touched on Verlander. Love Verlander, but what do you guys think? He's gonna have like. One and a half good seasons, and then, like he's old, Verlander. Yeah, I think Verlander has two or three good, like great years left in him. I think I think he'll finish out his two year. I think it's a for him. I think he's more likely to retire great than regress. Yeah, just because he's been doing. He's literally he been just doing won it for a like Cy Young. Twenty years. Who's gonna be like more impactful? Degrom on the on the Texas Verlander Rangers on the Mets. Verlander, Verlander on the Mets. On the Mets 100%. Verlander on the Mets. Um, do you think the, like? Honestly, as a Met fan, it's it's very like, it's just it, what's gonna happen is Degrom's gonna go to the Rangers and he's just gonna be healthy the whole season. I, no, and pitch I, like crazy. That's what I'm saying. I, I could see that, and then that being like a huge like Mets like, uh, of course that happened to the yeah. Mets. You know what I mean? This but. is gonna sound crazy. I said this to Sal when it happened. Verlander right now is an upgrade over Degrom right now. Not in terms of legacy and all time success. Just because the innings he'll give you. Verlander yeah, you know. right now is a better pitcher than Jacob Degrom. Yeah. Overall, though, like I, I do like it, and you know, resigning. I know you had Nimmo on your list. Resigning Nimmo was was huge too. But the problem, had to do it. what had to do it. With the problem with the Mets is that they, they just they never have any run support, and like every yeah. every time they're in like a winning season or they're in the playoffs, like they had one hit in the well, last game versus the Padres. Yeah. So like they always like. The Mets will always you will always expect them to have like sick pitching, and when you're watching them, yeah. they're like, "Oh, the pitching's the pitching's good. The bats are pitching just never factor, right yeah. there." And that's something that they was, still didn't they didn't change. That so. was that was my that was my thing. I think well, I think like, bringing back good, Nimmo, they, they still don't hit the ball. I think bringing back Nimmo was a must. Um, I think they needed to do that, and uh, good that they did. I also think that rather than bringing back a guy like Chris Bassett, who played great um, and pitched great for them last year. I think that they could take the hit, like you're saying, at pitching just because they're a pitching factory and, you know, they could produce pitchers. It's I'd like rather take even, the hit at pitching. It's not even like pitching. taking a hit, though. No, I'm saying I'd rather yeah. take the hit at pitching, not re-signing him yeah. and losing Taiwan um, and going and getting a bat. A hit bat. Exactly. Yeah. Whether that's Carlos Correa and he plays third, whether that's, um, you know, I mean, there's still guys out there that they can get, uh, maybe even a trade. I know they, they reach out to the Diamondbacks for Alex Thomas, who is a really good, um, really good prospect turned into a player now for the D-backs, but they didn't want they didn't want to do it. Yeah, and the difference between the Mets baby. and like I feel like other teams with like their prospects is like, well, actually, like I would just say like right now, especially like comparing to the Braves, like the Braves pay all their prospects and all these young guys a combined of like forty three million collectively. Yeah, and then the Mets, Verlander's just getting forty three million. Yeah, and like yeah. their prospects are really good. Yeah, like but that's what the like, Mets. The Mets need the Alvarez Mets, is supposed to be very good. The Mets need good. Alvarez, Beatty, and, Beatty, and um, Vientos. Yeah, exactly. Like Vientos. They all have to step up. They, like that's, they need to come up and have an impact on the team, yeah. and then 
you know, because you're right. The Braves come up, they get Spencer Strider, um, rookie of the year, Michael Tom, uh, I believe it's Mike, Michael Harris, uh, r- rookie of the year. Um, <coughs> you know, Acuna comes up. You know, it's they just produce these great players. Yeah. Um, but Benny, what I know you want to talk about Xander. So. Yeah. Um, this week was a horrible week for Boston Red Sox fans. I think it's time to accept medi- mediocrity. Uh, Hein Bloom's a joke. He should be chased out of Boston. Well, he might be the worst GM in sports at the moment. I've been so I've been reading up a lot on on like what people have to say, and um, and I think we are right on the fact that Heim hasn't been doing a good job. Horrible. But also the the fact of it is the ownership isn't willing to pay money. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, it does go um, hand in hand. But they, at the they same must time, have, well, they must have came up to him and been like. Like we're not like you have to make what it well you have to make a team around like a Tampa Bay Rays type of budget or something because which makes absolutely zero yeah. sense it makes zero sense because makes he, no sense he hasn't been like even if he was doing the job of playing with a Rays type of payroll which he isn't but if he even if he did he still wasn't doing a good job but the fact that we're not paying guys and we're not bringing back homegrown players like Mookie and Xander it's ridiculous no it's a joke. You have what? The fourth highest payroll or supposed to have the fourth highest payroll in the MLB and you're not fucking using it. Well, that's the thing. We're holy, what a shot. You're not using it. We are the thing is we're also still over the luxury tax and our team is not good. Like it's yeah, not I really good, stress about the, the luxury tax thing. I think like a lot of teams are and whatnot. Yeah, so. I mean, but the thing is you you lose your first round pick. Yeah, but get, like if, if you're over, if you're, thing, over the, you're expecting them to yeah, but that's be the thing. very good. And you that's guys the thing. We finished. We finished last yeah. in the AL East with over tax, yeah. over luxury tax. What was it? The Dodgers, Mets, Sox, and probably the Yankees. Padres maybe too. Padres maybe. Like all those teams played great. Um, you better. You, honestly, you just gotta hope this. Uh, the guy that you got from Japan is like unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, I I like the signings that we've had outside of not keeping Xander. But here's the thing: if you keep Xander and you have all those other signings, you're likely a playoff team this year. But you gave up your captain, the heart and soul of your team, a guy who's won two World Series with the Red Sox, four-time All-Star, and part of the reason they didn't want to do it is because Hein Bloom is a uh, he's a sabermetrics guy on defense. If you're gonna judge Xander Bogarts based off of his defense yeah, on a random day in July, so you know nothing about baseball. You just don't get it. You don't get it. You don't understand what it takes to win in the in the game of baseball. It makes no sense. And the other thing about this about losing him, obviously we weren't going to match 11, 11 years because he's going to be what forty one when it's over. Like I, as a fan, I would want to see it, but I understand that from the franchise's point of view, we don't want to be paying this guy that much money at forty one. I get it. Like I wouldn't either. But you could have given him the six the six year offer that you gave him right before he signed with the Padres five months ago. And he would have accepted it then. He would have taken that, and you refused to do it. So it makes no sense that you didn't offer, what, your second best player, your second franchise player? You really had two franchise players with Rafi and Xander, which is a great core to build around, as you saw when they made it to the ALCS, what, last year? Two years ago now? Mm -hmm. So I don't understand letting him go. Uh, Hein Bloom should be fired. He's a worse GM than Bill Belichick, who has done a horrible job, as we've seen. Hein Bloom's a joke. I hate that guy. Um, and it's just, it's an absolute disaster for the Red Sox right now. And another thing about this move, Rafi's going to leave. Rafi will leave the Red Sox. A, you're not going to pay him the money that he deserves. And B, you just let his best friend and mentor walk away for no reason. 
for no reason. And now the Padres will likely win the World Series next year. Yeah, I mean, if they stacked. don't, that's pathetic. They're stacked. They have everyone Trevor? in the league. What do you guys think about Trevor's story? I love Trevor's story, but a he wasn't healthy, and with him playing second base, you've seen a lot where it affects the guy's numbers. Xander was another great example of that. When you play a different position, it changes your offensive output. Maybe that happened with Story. I don't know, but really. Like, part of the reason to have Trevor's story was that you now have one of the best infields in the league with Raffy, Xander, and Story. Yeah. You no longer have that. And you have Hosmer playing first. Like, slow yeah. clap for Hein. It's brutal. Nice job. It really is. It's, nice job. It's, um, and it's now, not a good time. With the other signings, they, they, they've done it. It's, it's a signal of the same thing that they did with Story, where they kind of brought him in for when they replace Xander. That's kind of what we thought initially that mm-hmm. did cross our mind. And now with their new signings, it seems as if they're going to replace Verdugo. So the one major piece that you got back from trading Mookie Betts, who was what, yeah. their best player the last decade? Now you're going to get rid of the one piece that you got from that trade? None of it makes sense. Yeah, we, There's uh, no rhyme or reason for anything that they're doing no, in Boston. I, I saw a tweet that Haim inherited, I think, 27-year-old Mookie Betts. 20, um, 27 year old Xander Bogarts, 23 year old Rafi, and like, I don't know, one other person, I forget what the, what the tweet said, but, and the total received back was what? Verdugo, Verdugo Jeter Downs, like nothing. It's really nothing. Um, I wanted to go into, uh, Josh Bell signing with the Cleveland Guardians. Now that was a team that surprised a lot of people and, um, really had a good run even into the playoffs. Um, competed. Uh, I believe they won a series, right, in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, adding Josh Bell, and they didn't pay him that much. Like realistically, the amount of money that they paid him, I think it was like seventeen to nineteen million, something like that. Um, he's so good. I could see, yeah, I could see. Not only is he a switch hitter, he's not a terrible first baseman. He's not a plus first baseman, but he's not a negative first baseman. So it still works. Um, you don't need your first baseman making backflip catches. You just need him to not make bad plays, and he doesn't. Uh, he's a switch hitting power and contact. He almost, I think, he hit near 300 last year. He knocks in, he knocks in runners. It doesn't make sense to me why he got such little, like not little, but um, like his his contract was not as sizable as I thought it would be. And I could picture the Sox bring, or not even the Sox, but any team bringing in JD Martinez, who's what 37, 38 for similar money for 15 million so the fact that they got josh bell who's younger was he 30 not maybe not even it's a great i think that was a great move yes adding a great piece for that guardians team uh good signing there i also wanted to touch on a couple trades that happened earlier kyle lewis um to the d-backs i like him a lot he was a beast his rookie year got hurt last year uh teoscar hernandez to the mariners very underrated move. That that move's going to pay off big. I think the Mariners are a legit team, legit contender. Uh, Jesse Winker to the Brewers. Hunter Renfro and Gio Urshela to the Angels. Um, all of them to keep keep an eye out and monitor. But we're going to go back to the NFL and what happened um, Should we just judge on Aaron Thursday judge night. for like a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Um, His heart was always in New York. He wasn't going to leave. Yeah, I That's think how I look at it. I think unless he was blown away by another offer, um, and offer plus um, true intent to win a championship, like if the Giants brought back Rodon already and 
brought back brought in like Carlos Correa and then offered him still a sizable contract, then I think he would have leaned. Um, but I think he knew the Yankees are probably his closest option unless he went to the Dodgers or the Padres to winning a World Series. Plus, he gets to stay in New York. He's a huge brand there. He is New York sports, basically. Um, it was. I think it's the right move for him. For the Yankees, you know, I think you had to bring him back just because you lose him. There's no recovering. Um, he was your whole team last year. I don't care what anyone says. The I'm second sorry. half, he was the only reason why they won games. The only reason why. He single-handedly yeah, carried Stanton them to win games. sucked at the end of the year, too. He was hurting. Like, when he was in, he wasn't good. Rizzo, Rizzo tailed off. Lemayhu, I think he was battling injuries. Like, and I'm telling all, like I saw him from New Jersey. All my friends are Yankee fans, diehard Yankee fans, and um, I go back and forth with them on this. And I keep saying that. Listen, I think the Yankees are really overrated. I think they are so overrated. I don't think they're a bad team at all. I think they're a good team, in fact. But everyone being like, "All right, we brought back Judge." It's time to win a World Series. Yeah, he just had the worse. best year in probably the history of baseball. And he's never going to do that again. He's never going to do that again. He might never even stay healthy for a full year again. Maybe one or two of the, sni- of the nine years he'll stay healthy. For the rest of his career. Like, like, they have to realize that they just had the best year in MLB history, and they didn't take advantage of it. And then now what? You bring in Rodon. Okay. Your pitching staff is sick. Okay, but Severino can't stay healthy. Um, you think Nestor Cortez is doing what he did last year again? No shot. Garrett Cole crumbles in big games. And don't give me the, oh, he was hurt against the Red Sox. It was a big game, wild card game. He sucked, all right? And our team wasn't even that good that year. Um, I, it's it's an overrated team. I mean, Stanton is, what, 33? LeMahieu is, what, 34? Um, I will give the Yankees Rizzo, credit Rizzo for their played, pitching. Listen, Rizzo played great, but... He's also getting up there. He's not getting any better, you know. He took advantage of being a lefty in the short porch, and he's not going to get any better. It's not like the lefty advantage gets better as yeah. you get older. Um, Torres finally had a bounce back year. Okay, what if he goes back to what he was the year before that and was terrible? Um, Harrison Bader, everyone's so hyped about him. You know, he was decent. He was he was an average player at best for them. Uh, and then you go through the rest of their lineup. I mean, like – it's not that impressive. Like Jose Trevino, I could like solid, cool. Yeah. I could live with it. you. Sign you sign Christian Vasquez. I think he's your starter. You know, it's not it's not Jurassic. These aren't Jurassic players on your team. Josh Donaldson's terrible. Like yeah, he sucks. He like sucks. okay, and everyone's giving me the okay. Yeah, we're gonna call up um, we're gonna call up Anthony Volpe, and he's gonna be the next coming of Jesus. Okay, show me like. I get it. You know how many Frankie prospects? Montaz. You know how many? You know, Frankie Montas has been <laughs> terrible. They literally got him. He was awful. You know how many prospects have been called up and just haven't been as good as you think? Yeah. It's literally like ninety percent of them. Like Adley Rutz, uh, Rushman and like Michael Harris, Acuna and and maybe um, Tatis. Maybe Tatis are like the last people that like immediately popped on the scene once they got called up. Soto. So, yeah, I mean, like, these are generational players. Like, like, sure, if Volpe's that, yeah, I give it to you. You have a great chance. But you can't be relying on Volpe to be actually Babe Ruth coming back. Like, it's it's just – it gets me an, it gets me annoyed because, you know, they're all they're, – they're saying that their line is better than the Phillies. Your lineup does not touch the Phillies. Brandon Marsh is their nine-hitter. Brandon Marsh would be your five-hitter. All right? Get, get, chill. All right? There's no shot here. Um, but we should move on. We should go to... Yeah, I only said a minute, man. 
I know. I'm sorry. I, I hate <laughs> the Yankees. I got into a little rant. Uh, we got to we got to talk Thursday night football. Baker Mayfield, um, absolutely lit it up. Let that man cook. Let him cook. Yeah, he he was impressive. That was so impressive. What do you? What he was able to pull off. I understand it was the Raiders, and the Raiders are kind of a joke as they've blown, I think, more double-digit leads than anyone in NFL history to this point in the season. So that's like that's just a pathetic team, to be honest. They're they're definitely not producing the same way that I thought that they would, and I think that most people thought they would. Um, they just aren't impressive whatsoever. Um, honestly, I. I don't even think it's a like a McDaniel's thing. I think it's a team, like as a whole thing. I don't think you can put it just on Josh. Organizationally, you know. Yeah, just like the organization is kind of a dumpster fire. I think, like in sports, I think a lot of it stems from ownership. And I think, I think Davis has done a horrible job, especially after taking over for his dad, who yeah. is what the second best owner in yeah, NFL history, maybe third. Uh, but regardless, what Baker was able to do was insane. Being in that facility, learning that playbook for just two days, and then coming in and lighting it up. I think this was the best moment of his career and i think that i think that does say a lot cuz he cuz he did <laughs> you think he peaked no he might have he might have peaked no i i think people forget how good he has been at at times no yeah he was pretty he, he was um he led the browns yeah to their first playoff win in what 20 years 15 years something I, like that I've always loved Baker yeah no i'm a, i'm a big fan Baker. of his i want him to find we success actually our first episode this year, I think we did a segment, or no, we maybe we just like talked about it was like the second like or third. Baker where we did or, 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 or yeah, Baker or yeah, and it was we had a tough time because honestly, like he's, he's good, he is a good yeah, quarterback, he's good, but like dude, he's he's had some games where we're like, wow, like Baker sucks. I've been pretty, I, I've been unfair with Baker. I've said, I, I've I'd say, and I think yeah. everyone has. Like no one, no one really picks a side. Like, do we like Baker? Do we not like Baker? I think now this might officially be like the perfect spot for him. So like no, I agree. It, I, I, I hope I hope Stafford retires, and I hope they just roll a Baker for like the next three four years. That would be sick. Well, so even if Stafford doesn't retire right away, they could still just. I roll think it's him. the right yeah. move for Baker to, if Stafford's going to be the starter, stay with the Rams as a backup for a little bit and learn as much as you can from McVay, and then take over in a couple of years when we've, Stafford's done. I think seen, that's the perfect move. They might be seen, put in a tough spot as well if they just keep winning a little bit, and then Stafford's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yeah. We've well. I, I mean, he's. I think he's done for this year. Yeah. But we've seen guys like Geno Smith be a backup for seven years. Now he gets a shot, and yeah. he's an MVP candidate. You know? Yeah. We also then there's a little part of me where like, all right, I think we're bugging out a little bit because you. The first thing you said, like the Raiders, they suck. If there's one team you want that that you want to do what he yeah. did, it's it's the Raiders. The Raiders have the two worst losses this season. You lost to Jeff Saturday, his first game as a head coach. In the NFL, when the most, when the highest level of coaching he's ever done beforehand was high school, and obviously he's a borderline Hall of Fame center, all that, give him his roses in that in that aspect. But he's not an NFL coach. No. And we've seen that he's not <laughs> an NFL Cowboys coach. Game. Like he's just no. Like <laughs> I, I love Jeff Saturday, and I wish him the best. But like you're just not cut out for the job that you were given. And he beats the Raiders, horrible loss. And then the Raiders also lose to a quarterback who's only been with the team for two days. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, that was so Like, cool. that's embarrassing. So, as you said, I think it's important to not overreact. But at the same time, in the same in the same respect, it's insane that he was able to pull that off. And, so. that th- and the throw was... The throw was a dot! It was a, it was a and it's throw. also Did you also see that it's the... It's the longest... Like, uh, 
drive in under whatever how many seconds or some shit because it was like 90 it was 98 yards and there was like a minute left or something like that what was that is that what you were trying to say yeah it's the longest drive in under two minutes ever yeah which is just incredible that so he was able to pull he that started off. started on the two yeah it was so cool um that was sick that was that was a great moment for baker um if you were following us on twitter you saw that our tweet popped off a little bit um follow us tipsy tailgate media at tipsy tailgate um on twitter and uh, all socials as we mentioned before uh but then going into quarterback issues where the rams feel like they might have added another guy uh to solve that room then there's the situation with the 49ers who lost jimmy g seven to eight weeks um brock purdy comes in plays good you know they win the game uh but we're looking to the Niners' future because this is the team that went all out, got Christian McCaffrey. You know, they have, what, another one to three years to close in on the Super Bowl window before they probably have to pay, you know, Ayuk. Um, well, they already paid Debo. They've already paid Debo. They already paid Kittle, too. Well, I don't know how many years have left to, are on McCaffrey. Well, they probably have to play. I don't know if Fred Warner McCaffrey got paid. just signed. I'm pretty sure two years ago we signed a, a good yeah, extension. Yeah, he just got, a, got an extension. Um. But I don't know when Nick Bosa's up for a new contract. Right. I don't know when Fred Warner's up for a new contract. Right. Those are the two, probably the two best players on their entire team. Yes. Those. Yes. Those are probably Nick Bosa's easily their best yeah. player. And Fred Warner's, and Fred Warner's probably yeah. the best linebacker in the league, honestly, at this point. Um, so my question is: Do the Niners still have a shot? Um, to reaching the point where they will have Jimmy G back, and then when they have Jimmy G, do you think they still have a shot then? If that happens. Well, you know I mean? the thing about it is Jimmy G would line up to return at earliest the divisional round. And if Purdy already has you in the divisional round, you to the Brady why effect. would you go to Jimmy G at that point? It's kind of like, not really, but it's kind of similar to Brady. How, you know, Bledsoe gets hurt. It, say, if if he does do it, I'm saying he didn't Purdy, do what, He didn't do what Brady did yet, though. No, of course, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, if I he just were, hate that we're comparing it, this guy to Tom Brady. No, I know. No, I'm just saying if, if we pick, were, like, yada just, yada yada. But he if didn't, we he were, didn't do it yet, he, he could just very well suck. Well, that's the thing. And everyone's saying, oh, he looked great. He looked like blah blah. He looked I, like I a game manager. He, he also great. he just did what he had to do. That was like, also the first. That was also the first time nobody has ever watched Brock Purdy film to study how he's gonna play in the NFL because he didn't have any. So now. He has a half a game. He'll probably play good next week, too. Every week from then on, when they have well, a full he, game and a game and a half on film on him. He playing Tom Brady this week. So. That's what I'm saying. But once once teams have a full game on him of film, it's over for him. Not over for him. It's the cakewalk through the NFL is over for him. You know, the it being easy for him is over. It's going to be challenging. They're going to know he can't. He can't throw a quarter. He can't throw a receiver open. He can't take inside pressure. You know, he can't take the pressure around the, the edges. Whatever it is, it's gonna it's gonna come back to them. So these comparisons kind of piss me off. But um, while well, I'm doing it myself, <laughs> but um, I think that I think like I said in the beginning, I think the the Niners still have a chance. Um, I think they have a good enough team that if they pull out the CMC and Debo both running receiving combo with Kittle. In there, IU grabbing touchdowns. You know, they have the weapons to make it work without a starting star quarterback. Yeah, and he they've just done doesn't, it before. He doesn't have to do much, Purdy. Yeah. It's not even like so, like Jimmy G wasn't yeah. like so our, So none of us are running well, them Jimmy off. Jimmy G wasn't slinging the ball, but Jimmy G was also making big-ass plays down the stretch yeah. of games. So, yeah. 
Do you, like, are you writing? All right, here's the question then: Are you writing the Are you writing the Niners off? I'm not based writing off them off Purdy completely. Being their quarterback, I'm not. Not no. at all. I'm not. Okay, so I think we're all on the same. Because I think the Niners are the best team in the NFL, talent wise. Like talent wise, coaching, um, just they can't figure out quarterback help. Yeah, it sucks. Yes. With Jimmy G, they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah, and um, it just sucks that that got taken away. Because personally, I'm a huge Jimmy G fan. And then it's it's also like like as of our Jimmy Jimmy got hurt like now there's Trey Lance like no Trey Lance got hurt before yeah. Jimmy now Jimmy going yeah. to next season imagine like Purdy takes him pretty far and they lose in like the NFC Championship now you got Trey Lance yeah. Jimmy G and Purdy like what and, do you even and Jimmy G is the one that you definitely let go and, uh, out of those three you, and you know that, that, that's probably in that the shittiest situation well, in well, that yeah. well you know what happens in that circumstance you keep Purdy as the backup you what's Jimmy on a one year contract right mm-hmm. now. You let Jimmy go. You keep I would trade. Tra- you keep trade. You keep. I would keep, trade well, Lance. You keep trade La- Trey Lance until he's healthy and shows flashes in the preseason, and then you trade Trey Lance, kind of like what Packers are doing with Jordan Love, but he might start eventually for them now. And you go out and you sign Tom Brady to a two-year deal. You bring him back to San Francisco. If Tom Brady was around this team, there's no. I probably would. I'd throw. Every dollar I have in my bank account on them winning the Super Bowl this year, I would throw every dollar. Even even with him not being as good as this, is probably his worst worst year of his career so far. Maybe, um, probably up there though. It is, and it's still not a bad year. He's still <laughs> playing solid, but I I think there's a a lock to win. Like he, with Brady on this team, what he would do with these weapons. He's ridiculous. What he would do with this defense is ridiculous. What he would do with the culture of this team with Shanahan, I mean, it's it's real it's honestly it's a match made in heaven. And I think they passed up on him with um in circ- in circumstances in the past when he was a free agent. They passed up on him and he wasn't happy about it. I think he gives him another chance. I don't think Brady wants to be on in Tampa anymore. They're like Colin Colin Coward says this all the time. They're too nonchalant. They're yeah, they're more they're more laid back than How what old he's is he? used to. Brady, forty five. Forty five. I think he's forty six. Is he forty five? Forty five. Forty five. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. Now he's he's got a divorce. He's got nothing. Single. Yeah. He's got nothing holding him back. Yeah. With the he amount, could go to, his parents are getting older. He can go move back into his hometown. You got. He likes weather. You go to uh, San he Francisco. Likes weather. Good weather. <laughs> I'm just not what a. I don't like the move. I. I I would have liked this move if this was the team that he went to after New England. That would have made I sense. I think he should just call it quits. I agree. I agree. Respectfully, he should just call it I just, quits. I, I especially, and I don't you really don't think like he it wins from the Super Bowl if he's on the if he's on the Niners. No, with this team. I mean, it's, it's we're already calling, we're did, calling the best team in the NFL did, with Jimmy G. Retire after that. You know how hard it is to retire he, after after. I think it's harder to retire after winning a Super Bowl than after losing. I think at a that Super point Bowl. of his career, he'd he'd be more willing to. But well, I just I think another part too is like the Niners have been dealing with instability at the quarterback position this entire season. So why are you going to bring in a forty six year old quarterback? Yeah, when you how have, does that scream when you, stability? When, th- when you have a third overall pick. Trey Lance and what appears to be another but, good young quarterback. But he, might, he but, might be but, okay. Might be fine. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, they're too good of a team to have a rookie that's not going to find his footing in the league till his third year. Well, they're also to too good of a team to add in uninvited drama. Yeah, I don't know why you're just. I don't. I don't think just he brings like drama. A, why you're just picking up a fifth year old? Okay, everywhere and like Tom Brady goes now, but he's but he's, he's everywhere Tom Brady goes, he brings drama. It's the truth. 
He did it at the end of New England, and he's done it in Tampa Bay. Okay, but what he did in New England was was deserving. You How was that deserving? Because Belichick wouldn't give him a receiver. So, he the, guy, he so spent the guy all that got money. him six rings. Okay, I don't know about got him because Brady got a ring the, after, and the Belichick first, hasn't The first three sniffed, were all Bill. That's not even debatable. The first three were all Bill. It, well, Brady and then it was, was his play call at the end of the game of that got them the fourth. It was, it was and then he held the Rams to 13 points, and they— or to three points, they went thirteen to three. Agreed. He also he also let the Eagles with a backup that's quarterback fair. drop that's forty one on us, and then he but also let. He let's also not let act like Tom Brady carried Bill Belichick to six. No, I'm, I'm not saying carried. I'm not saying carried. But don't say he got him. You he can't, got him you the can't first say he three. got him six. He got him the first three. He also was a vital factor to why they they even got there in the first place. His his late Who, drives. Tom? Yeah, Tom's, in, Tom's, in the first three. Tom, yeah, Tom's late. Tom might have been as the, a young as a young out of all the starters. He was probably like the tenth most important player on those teams. But he, you need a quarterback to make those drives, and he was the most clutch quarterback at that time that 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 they needed. I agree. That's all fine and well. That's but why that team those never Patriot won with teams Bledsoe. go six and ten if Bill Belichick's not the coach, and instead they were winning yeah. Super Bowls. But I agree. I don't think I don't think any quarterback comes in without the coaching advantage and is a star. You're seeing with Justin Herbert now. He was supposed to be great, and then – or not supposed to be great. Well, he was he supposed to be – No, yeah, was, don't, don't write off Justin. No, I'm not, I'm not writing off Justin. I'm saying he was supposed to be all this and that, and then this year now without the coaching advantage, he's young. He hasn't been living up to his expectation yet. You know, the yeah. the trajectory – I can't say that word. Tra- right? Trajectory. Yeah, everyone always roasts me when I say it. Say um, it, try it. Trajectory. 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 Yeah. Trajectory. Okay. Um, well, he's not living up to to this season, and it's because of it's not because of him. It's because of his coach. You know, players can't stay healthy as well. Um, well, we're already talking about it. We want to talk about Belichick. So, um, do you want to go into this, Ben, about the Belichick hot seat? Yes. Yes, hearing? I do. Yes, I do. So, obviously, everybody knows Tom Curran, the top Patriots reporter. Guys like Mike Reese also. So recently, Greg Bedard who Sal, I'm sure you're not familiar with him. He's more of a more known in the New England area type of reporter. He has very good sources with the Pats organization and said that sources who have never steered him wrong was, I believe, his exact terminology, have told him that if the Patriots lose this Monday, that Bill Belichick will be released of his head coach duties in the offseason. Okay, I thought you were going to say... Like, right after the Monday night no. game. That would be insane. No. They, I, um, I believe it was that they would wait till the offseason and then they would let him go. Yeah. I think. I, I, yeah, I, can see I agree. We talk, like, all, we talk all the time about how, like, he's, he's kind of just got to. No, I'm kind of. He's got to hang it up. If if they're, like, 7-10, and 10, I'm done with the Bill experience. I love him. Everything he's brought to the Patriots. Obviously, he's the greatest coach of all time, and it's not even close. But. I mean, you've seen it with coaches in the past where they just age out. And I, I think the times may have passed Bill by. Yeah, in the yeah. players just age out. Yeah. So Bill and Tom should just both well, together. I think, give it up um, I think that uh, a big part of it is his GM mm-hmm. duties haven't put himself in a good spot to succeed in Here's the second my half of his career here. The GM, the GM moves and the players that he's added to the roster – Regardless of the talent, they would be eleven and six if they had actual offensive play calling if you guys from a guy like, like Josh Jets, McDaniels or Bill O'Brien, GM, like like Joe Douglas as your Jets GM. I think you guys could like actually win the Super Bowl. Well, that well that's that. This is the thing that I'm saying. Like to me, the biggest problem is the play calling. I understand that the GMing has been horrible, well, and hiring the staff is a part of the GM's job and the coach's job. 
but it's more the play calling that has fucked yeah. up this and entire season. The sad truth of it is we'd love to keep him as a head coach if he was just the head coach, but you'll, you never see a guy who's been in the league for this long take less responsibility as they're older. They're always, you know, they always, they want to have more control over the team, more control over the roster. I could never see Belichick giving up his, you know, his control and just kind of fading out as just the head coach and there's somebody else doing the full GM. He has less power than he had. I think at that point he would just retire. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see. I, I'd probably say I'm like 30 th- nah I'd probably say I'm like 35-ish, 35% in on that report just because I know I, I follow Greg Bernard and and I obviously I respect everything he has to say but um I don't know, it just I can't see Kraft getting the sack to go up to Bill oh, and I saying can. Like we're gonna fire you. No, I think I, Bill would laugh in his face. He'd be like, "I'm retiring." I and think then it would Kraft, just be boom. Like, I, I think, think Kraft one of those things. is starting to get. He said it before the season. He's like, "Listen, we're not just here to make the playoffs. We want to win in the playoffs." And now you're not even gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So I think Kraft is. I think he's. I think Kraft is currently the best owner in the league. I know that Jerry makes so much money off the Cowboys, but he's itching to start winning again. And I think he's done with Bill. Yeah, I think I think everyone was was fine. At least I was. I was fine with a one to two, three at most year period where we're recovering from right. after the dynasty. This was supposed to be the to year to retool, rebuild a little bit, get a little bit more youth in there. This was supposed to be the year where you really where take it off up again. again. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's just not. And a step back is the last thing you want to see this year. Um, and then I want to touch on. Let's do our week fourteen NFL picks. Um. Should I go through each game and we'll do a little thing, or should we just do straight into the picks? What do you think? Well, we can do a little bit of each game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be one of my picks. Um, Vikings plus two against the Lions. I take the Vikings I, plus two. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know don't why. Listen, I love I love the line From the start of the year, I might have been one of the, more, the people I was more high on the Lions, um, just because – I'm not going to lie, the Hard Knocks got to me. You watch the Hard Knocks, you watch everything they do, you're like, oh, this is, like, entertaining, it's just cool. And they look like a good team. And they have really good pieces on this offensive side. Goff isn't as bad as people think. Um, this running game's electric, their offensive line's electric. But the ten, the Vikings are 10-2. and two, and They're fraudulent. They're like, I agree that they're. I agree they're that one they're, of the worst ten and two teams like that I, I've ever I, seen I, in my life. I agree they're that they're they're frauds. They're 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 playoff frauds in my opinion. I think regular season frauds. Being, the refs the refs actually love the Vikings too. I, I understand. And you guys know. Being, and you guys saw it with the Patriots game on Thanksgiving, and yeah, we course. watched the Jets game together too. Like, not to, I I hate the guy who blames the refs, but it's bullshit. They mm-hmm. they suck them off. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, no. Like if you uh, if you actually watch the games like like yeah, I, I you could argue that both teams kind of fucked up, but that Hunter Henry that was a that, that was, was a touchdown. touchdown. Like and the Jets were I'm sorry. And then the yeah, face the, mask. The, the Jets were on the one yard line. Like they should have just lost that game. That's the Jets' fault, but like the Vikings, you're not that good. Like you you're no, just no, not no. that good. With, okay, but with, with that said, the I think fact Jefferson's that, great. Yeah. And I don't know They're what. gonna get exposed. Jefferson's I cannot wait till they disgusting. get exposed. Yeah. Well, I think they'll get exposed in the playoffs. 
the fact that the five and seven Lions are favorites. Yeah, and eighty percent of the public. The eighty percent of the public is on the Vikings too. So I think in spite, you know what? I'm gonna take the Lions. Fuck it. I'm not saying. I'll I'm not saying it's. Im- I think that there's a very good possibility the Lions win this game, but the Lions too good not to touch to get two points from a ten and two team. To favorite the unreal. Lions is 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 just so strange. Yeah. So they someone knows something. It's just it's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's it's sketchy. It's, so yeah. like like this is this is one where if like. If the Lions were the underdog, I think most of the money's on the Lions winning. But the fact that they're the favorite and they're two point favorites, now it's just like everyone's like, "What the hell's going on?" Well, if it was like, like, it's like some reverse psychology, it was like, Lions, by like if it was like Lions plus six, I think the majority of the public would be on the Lions. But like for the Lions minus two is is a, is a weird line. I, I w- I'm gonna take the Lions honestly. Fuck them. Um, they're home too. Okay, next we've got the Jets Bills. This is also gonna be a pick. Jets plus ten. Yeah. And that's the Bills. I, I don't. The Bills just lost Von Miller. The Bills look kind of. You could tell that this team is. Uh, they they their Super Bowl weapon that they got specifically for this playoff run that they paid a shit ton of money to, and he's old. They paid a lot of money to make that big play in those big games in the playoffs, and he's just out for the year now. That has to hurt in the locker room. He's such a locker locker room guy too. That has to hurt them. The fact that Jets are getting ten points, I'm all over that. Mm-hmm. Right? Me too. I agree yeah. With that. Jets Jets plus ten is honestly, if the Jets, I I would be, yeah, I would be very surprised. Because when you're talking like division games, we honestly we don't play the Bills that bad usually. It, like every so often you'll get like a a bad blowout. It's, it's the, always this is also a different Jets team. Though. Yeah, we'll lose to the Pats every single time. We'll probably lose to them twice next year too. For God knows what reason, but yeah, I don't know if the Jets will actually win this game. But Jets plus ten is uh, yeah. I I pick. as I said before too, like I'm not huge on the Bills, mm-hmm. like at all. It's just like I, I ten points. That's that's also the, the lines this week are the lines this week are very weird. And as we go through the rest of them, we'll see that too. Ten is just strange. I don't really get it. We beat them. Like we, we we just beat them. Um. It's not like we have any crazy, crazy injuries that going into this week. Everyone's playing, and Mike White has been playing good. So, yeah, um, we beat them with Zach Wilson. Why are we? Why are we ten yeah, point exactly. talks? Yeah. yeah, I think even if they don't win, they score points to make yeah. it close. Ten points is crazy. Um, definitely touching on that. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, we apologize for the technical difficulties and it only being audio for this one, but we'll be back next week. Um, if you haven't watched, this is a good week to catch up on our other podcasts on YouTube, uh, Tipsy Tailgate Media, on all socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those. Go follow us, um, buy some merch, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Peace.